Oh wow, ESPN tweeted it. That's that's why my uh, my brother came downstairs right after the Capitals game last night and was like, "I already saw it. I already saw the goal." And I was like, "Right," <laughs> and it's because ESPN tweeted it. Because <laughs> oh. boy, that was hot. Had that angle, picking it up right off the the opposing yeah. guy, like walking it in. Oh my poor children. Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Oh my god, they were teammates. Hey y'all, this week we cover some of our very favorite topics. Violence, goalies, and journalistic ethics. Come for the intrusive thoughts and drunk Instagram posts. Stay for my ranking of the Metro Division's graphic design and Puff's story of how Connor McDavid stole her poster. Welcome to Oh My God, They Were Teammates. Oh my God, they were teammates. We're talking about on the ice, off the ice, on the internet. We cover it all. All 32 teams. And all the teammates. You better believe it. You better believe it. Uh, I'm Mac. I'm from the South. Grew up watching every sport but hockey and finally got into hockey at the bubble when hockey was the last sport to watch. I'm Iris. I'm from Europe, which is the last place you'd expect a hockey fan to be. I grew up watching volleyball. <laughs> and then I played ball hockey or floorball in college and learned some of the rules. And that has actually helped me. I bet so. When becoming a hockey fan, also like somewhere around the bubble. I used to ref too. Oh my god. Uh, well, I, I would die to be a hockey ref. I think that'd be fun. Kevin Hayes voice. I used to fucking ref. Um, No, for real. And then you see Wes McCauley making those like fighting and all the like slashing and i used to know all the gestures that go with each uh west mccauley is a wedding officiant he officiated somebody's wedding you too can get married and get west mccauley to officiate your wedding i'm about to like be like hey west mccauley how do you feel about officiating lesbian weddings oh if he says yes is everyone on the podcast invited yes awesome i don't think girlfriend would go for that though (laughs) unfortunately so i'm puff not my real name. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, I'm a big Oilers fan, though I do also like other uh, teams. I like Matthew Kachuk way too much for somebody who's a flame, which is why I'm not using my real name, because my mother can never know that. Especially after we're recording this the day after the Battle of Alberta. So tensions are high. Thankfully, I was out last night, because otherwise I probably would have heard a lot about how Matthew Kachuk scored. And then I would have had to sit there quietly and keep my mouth shut and feel awkward, which I've done before. <laughs> but it was a nice goal. It was no, a nice little a backhand nice and everything. It was a nice goal. And then Dreisaitl scored too to like be like, I can anything you can do, I can do better. So anything you can do, I can do better. So good. So what I was doing yesterday is I was hanging out with some of my friends. And they know I like the Oilers, so one of them got me, like, a gift bag with a bunch of Oilers stuff. Oh, yes, please tell the story. And oh, my one God. Of them, uh, one of the things in it is a Dreisaitl poster, which she pronounced Dristole. <laughs> and she said, I asked for a Dristole poster, and they were like, who? And she was like, Leon. Oops. And then they were like, oh. <laughs> um, and uh, she got me other stuff in there, and this is the most absurd gift I think I've ever received. This is so good. This is so good. Um... So other things in this uh, gift bag were a Kevin Lowe Jersey retirement commemorative sticker to a game I did not attend, and I'm not sure if she did either. <laughs> uh, um, 
a beer cozy, which like an Oilers themed beer cozy when I don't drink. Please mail that to me. <laughs> yeah. I would love that. A, um, a car flag, which I probably will actually use. Hey. Um, what else was in there? Oh, yeah, there were stickers in there, but they weren't Oilers themed or hockey themed at all. Was there anything? Let me check my list because I wrote a list to you guys because I was like, this is so fucking funny. All I remember joking about is how oh. it was probably a good thing oh, that you sorry. didn't get a Connor mcdavid poster instead but yeah so i don't think i've ever told the story of the Connor mcdavid poster on this podcast i will do that in a minute because i think i have to tell it it's a foundational yes. myth if you guys are okay yeah. with it um, yes i don't want to take over but um if you, if you don't feel like that's doxing you please tell it because it's amazing <laughs> i don't think it's doxing me um because uh like it does say where my best friend you used to live where Connor mcdavid is but nobody knows where Connor mcdavid lives and she also doesn't live there anymore, so I yeah. don't think it's Follow bad. the heated driveways, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, so, oh yeah, there was an Euler, a Welcome Back Oilers fan, like, rally towel thing. It was like a little... Comfort I towel? I think it... I, but I'm not sure if it was a rally towel. It was just like a really sad piece of fabric. <laughs> so not um, enough to be a comfort towel. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a Leafs jersey that I think is vintage that somebody left at their house that they that they tried to ask a bunch of people if it was theirs and nobody came back and said it was theirs and nobody else came came back and asked for it and they've had it for years and I'm like the only hockey fan they know so they gave me this vintage Leafs jersey I'm not a Leafs fan and it seems very well loved because the tag is almost completely washed out and it's from the old brand it's from CCM not Adidas um and like the style looks quite older and uh, i love those old it, ccm jerseys yeah and it's so funny because it almost fits and i'm like i don't know what to do with this now <laughs> whose jersey is it is it a blank or it's blank yeah oh, okay um and then to the uh the star of the show of this gift bag is the uh laundry bags so my friend said oh i got you oilers laundry bags because my dad works at the Rogers place and they had like a staff sale. And so I just asked him to pick up some stuff. It didn't really matter what for you. And I was like, I think these are used <laughs> because I'm looking at them and they have like, one of them has a last name on it, Jones, which, and I'm pretty sure it's Caleb's. And the other had a number on it and it was 79, but that one wasn't in Oilers colors. Uh, it was red. So I'm wondering if maybe that was a pre, uh, preseason person because the last two ones we had were um, oh, something Dylan, I forget, and Nathan Walker. Nathan Walker, yeah. In 2018. So I'm like, ah, that's kind of weird. Um, but anyway, and so I'm looking at these and I'm like, I think they're used because they have the names on them and they smell kind of like those used. washed jerseys. They smell like the jerseys you would use in gym class. Oh. The pennies. Yeah. Cleaner. Like you could tell they'd been washed. But I was like, <laughs> this still smells like gym. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure these are used, Jackie. And she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah. these are used. <laughs> so I have used Oilers laundry bags now, I guess. I don't know what they were for. Maybe probably the jerseys, but I'm like, this is fucking weird. They need some joy in Edmonton right now. Yeah, because they're feeling a little, what shall we say, pissy? Pissy? Yes. Let's talk about that because, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, do you want to start? Because I just talked a lot. Like, I am the Oilers person, but I feel like I just took up like a whole 10 We're, we're just going to so. do like a whole 30 minute Oilers segment this week. It's fine. I can always just, move yeah. things around too, but 
I don't know. The but thing I that thought we had a nice little bridge going from. I know. Yeah. That was a good. That was I. I can I can take up a little bit because I. You know, I'm obviously not a well, not obviously, but you know, aside from this podcast, I'm not a sports journalist. You know, as much as I fantasize about it sometimes, but I That's do, I do really enjoy like sports journalists watching. You know, I feel you. Yeah, See, seeing how they all do their jobs and interact with each other and interact with the players and yeah, how some some journalists really build a bond with some of these players and some of them like really don't. Like watching Jake Voracek last season going off on. Um, Sealski, I think, as mm-hmm. the, oh, fucking, yeah. the fucking weasel Mike comment. Sealski. Mike Sealski, yep. yeah. Just calling him a fucking weasel and having Travis Konechny next to him, like, bar- almost doing a spit take. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was, that that was, was good content. And and I think this week we got some of that content with uh, the amazing Leon Dreisaitl. It's so unprofessional. That's the thing that upset me about it, too. And I'm sure, yeah. like, is part of what is frustrating to the team and to Dreisaitl and everyone. It's like... Just do your fucking job, man. Like, no, but just it's, be normal. It's, it's, it's like, like the journalist is looking for some kind of gotcha moment, looking for him to throw some teammate or some coach or some some looking for him to throw someone under the bus. And when he literally up until very recently was leading the NHL in goals and points, like this guy is doing the absolute freaking most. And you're like trying to blame him for things not going right and doing it in such a way that makes him feel very defensive and you keep pushing because, like, um, we have a, a link to the full transcript of the interview. We'll post that in the notes. And it's just question after question after question uh, that he's pushing beyond the boundaries of, like, okay, well, I've answered this question. I'm not going to give you any more information. And that, like, is, yep. that is the thing that drives me bonkers about. And I've noticed this happening more and more, too, in, like, post-game press conferences. And, like, I don't know how much of it is Zoom, how much of it is, you know, how much of it happened pre pre-pandy presume yeah. although i did do a fair amount of you know more local sports journalists watching then but journalists that take like two minutes to answer a question so they clearly just like want to make their point on yeah. camera not on camera but like they want to make their point in the in the interview they want and then, all like, their other and then co-worker their, like, journalists tiny, to hear how good they are they're smart and how they're great yeah. and like and I'm just watching the post game, going, "Shut the fuck up! Like, ask a good question and let him answer. And yeah. if he's not gonna go for, you know, you can't make the quotes fit your story. You have to, yeah, have the quotes make your story. But yeah, some people are lazy and have a yeah. have a bias. Yeah, as soon as that came up, um, a bunch of you guys were like, "Oh, Puff does." does he is does he know does he is he known for this does he do this and i was yeah. like ah of course it's jim matheson pop just was... starts like ripping receipts out of every pocket like yeah no because he was also the one who at the beginning of believe it was this season when now that the uh we switched we, swi- we shifted back from the from the north division this season right yeah yeah we're back yeah, in regular yeah, division okay. now. so it was the beginning of this season uh so miko koskinen did the last season but he uh talked at the beginning of the, this season after this interview about how he'd suffered a lot with mental health and feeling alone in isolation and not being able to see his family because of covid protocols and uh jim matheson at the beginning of the season i believe it was in preseason asked miko koskinen something along the lines of um and i'll have to look up the interview and link that to get the exact but it is something along the lines of um so a bunch of people in Edmonton wanted you traded over the offseason. Does that make you want to prove them wrong? And it's just like, why would you say that to him? 
And um, there was another one. I forget exactly what he asked Nuge, but Nuge was like, what do you want me to say, Jim? <laughs> it was really funny. What do you want me to say, Jim? Yeah. That's when you know a player has enough of your shit. Can we, yeah. can we just have that as a meme? What do you want me to say, Jim? Seriously. Um, and there was another interview. Um, I don't know if Jim Matheson asked this question because I am not good with voices, mm. but there was this interview with uh, Leon Dreisaitl on January 14th where he was asked... Dave Tippett was saying the other day that if there's anything that you're guilty of, it's over-trying, and, and maybe that puts yourself in... Takes yourself out of advantageous situations because you want to do so many things, you want to touch the game in so many ways. Do you see? Do you see it that same way that for me personally uh, or yeah, general for yourself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I try to do what I can. Um, sometimes it might look like I'm I'm trying to do too much. Um, so, if if you're saying that I should stop doing that, I'll stop doing it. <laughs> it was so that, sad. Oh, that yeah. broke my heart. I, his I little face. Did. And so that was a couple days before the, the pissy interview. And so then the pissy interview, it was just like, ah. the man is German. Like you're not like, I, I don't feel like Matheson understands that he's not going to get some like really long, elaborate, emotional speech out of him because that's just not like, he's not only is, a, is he a hockey dude, but he's also German. And then yeah. also clearly like, antagonizing him is not the way to yeah. go about building a good relationship where you get good answers to your questions. Yeah, no, so... But, and, and, and this is not the first time that a journalist has tried to antagonize Leon Dreisaitl or even, like, the uh, no, we love going without a point for three games in a row. It's great. Like, that yeah. is, like... Yikes. The man will will snap back, and you know that. Yeah. And I think he was, bang he was, like, hoping for that, and he'd hope he was hoping he'd get some kind of snappy quote out of it. Mm. And yeah, instead, he so. just crossed the line straight into unprofessional. Yeah, no, so I talked to Mama Puff a bit about that because she... I do want to know Mama Puff's take. She yeah. does have older Oilers knowledge than I do. And uh, so she says that Jim Matheson used to be a much better reporter, but he is getting up there in age now. He's about 72 now, and he has, uh, he's gotten a lot worse. And he was questions and the kind of things he's asking and his reporting overall. And so uh, we both kind of agree that he should retire. Bless his Is heart. Is that too spicy it's... for the podcast? Nah. Okay. I That honestly, he's burning saying something so unprofessional yeah. in a media scrum like that, if I were the Oilers press, like, yeah, girl, I would there be, go your credentials. Bye. I yeah, would be I, threatening I would taking away your credentials for sure. Yeah. Let me in. Yeah, let Puff in instead. I would be, I would be calling his boss like, "Hey, man, you gotta do something about this." Or yeah, and if he's yeah, like self-employed or freelance, me. then yeah, take his credentials away. Yeah. yeah, boom. Give it to me. Give, give it, it to Puff. Yes. Give it to Puff. Take for his our credentials podcast. away and give them to us. Yes. <laughs> Special Oilers <sighs> segment on. Oh my God, they were teammates. Done. I will just ask Done. them fun questions, like, oh. So Taylor Hall and Jordan Eberle used to go on ice cream dates. Do you know what flavors they had? That it's is so that is the, the actually the information we need to know. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask Nuge if I ever meet him. That's the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> that's what you can expect here on OMG. They are teammates. Yeah. That and where the fuck is the Condor McDavid poster? Where the fuck is my Condor McDavid poster? It's not even mine. It's okay. It's I say I say my Condor McDavid poster, but it's not mine anymore, no. is it? No. And it never it's really not. was. It is emotionally. It is emotionally, yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs>
the teddy toss. It had been canceled for two years because of the pandemic, and it was back for the first time this year. Um, and everyone had apparently been saving up their teddy bears for two fucking years because... It was 52,000 teddy bears. Yes, it's a little over 52,000, and... Um, someone did the math because there were like 10,000 people attending. So, which means that the math was like some, somewhere around five teddy bears per person. No, and we'll, we'll include the link to the, uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks, uh, article because they really pulled all the good content together. But yeah. there's like a whole video of all the guys jumping in and struggling I, to jump out. I'm yeah, that's curious the best part. how long that was because I like because how long did you take away from the game okay just to collect all the bears and throw all the bears and jump and get out of the bear pile like was it like fucking two hours in the middle of this game the 613 into the into the first period there was some other video i was watching of like you know the guys jumping into the pile and there's like some staffer in the background like stuffing bears into a bag and i'm just like this is gonna take for fucking ever like, I really do want to know how long it took, because it must have been... There's no way it was under an hour. They drive some kind of, like, truck onto the ice and, like, all, pile all the bags into it. And I've seen footage of, I think, for some reason, the WHL Teddy Toss, because I think it was the Vancouver Giants, because Bo Byram was on that team at the time. And you know me and Av's prospect, so yay, Bo Byram. And I watched that. I was like... And they had, like, cars upon cars, and they kept filling them and then driving them oh off and God. putting, like, the teddy bears like somewhere in the catacombs of the arena and then just going back and adding more and more and more. I can't imagine um, doing that with 52,000. Yeah, wow. I did see... Um, so there's this clip from the London Knights way back in like like 2014 uh, of where they're like, oh, hey, we've lost... Um, and then they at Matthew Kachuk, they're like, Kachucky Cheese, lost player alert. Because you see him jump into the pile of bears and, and never come his out. teammates start piling them on top of him oh yeah that would be and the, so the 15 see... 16 season i think yeah that's probably right um i, I know and... this it's Thank fine you. and um you can see one of the staffers yeah just piling bears into a bag and uh i and also they have this really cute interview <laughs> afterwards where they're like oh um did you have a stuffed animal growing up because we did the teddy bear toss and I he said oh I saw this giant pink bear out in the ice and my sister had one just like it and I used to steal it at night and I was like oh, yeah! oh. this this is why we all have feelings about Matthew Kachuk sorry he's guys just, like he's just so like it's funny because on the ice he has like that pest persona but then he gets off the ice and he just says like the most tender and vulnerable thing I've ever heard out He's loud. like I love and my like, sister. She's the best you? athlete in our family. I'm so yeah. proud of her. And then on the ice he's like mouth guard hanging out of his mouth antagonizing Leon Dreisaitl for no reason. It's like I, duality of man. I kind of dig it. Yes. Not gonna lie. I, I dig love it, it too. Mama Puff does not dig it but I think she also hasn't seen the off ice stuff so maybe that's not fair. I don't, I don't think I don't think it'll help though. I don't think it'll help. No. <laughs> I mean, since we're talking about the Kachucks, we could might as well just start talking about the brother on brother violence yes. from the Suns Flames game. That was so. Speaking good. speaking of duality of man, <laughs> duality of man, duality of siblings. I mean, no, well, <sighs> yeah, that's just that's just how siblings roll. Well, boy siblings, I'm assuming, because I'm from a family of girls and. We certainly didn't murder each other. Um, um, well, I have one older bio brother and three older stepbrothers, and I can absolutely 
be doing that to each other. <laughs> they once put me on the back of a golf cart. They like made me hold on to the back of the golf cart where they were driving it. So <laughs> when I was like 12, so that absolutely would not surprise me. Oh my god. So basically what happened is that in in a scrum near the goal, uh, Brady shoved Maddie to the ground and then Matthew uh, responded with a nice little uh, stick, stick check right to the cup. Yeah. Ouch. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta we gotta link the clip because my favorite moment is right before, right after Maddie has been pushed to the ice, and right yeah. before he uh, stick checks Brady, yeah. he gives him this look like, "What the fuck?" And like, I just are you love seriously it. just fucking push me down, yeah. like you yeah. asshole? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, are we fe- seven now? Yeah, but it was like, didn't we promise mom we wouldn't do this? Because like, I, there's this story about. Uh, I think it was before like their first game together. It was like their their mom was like, "No, they're not going to be fighting each other because they both have reputations for being fighters. No, they're not going to be fighting each other. Like I would hate that, and they know that, and blah blah blah. And then they do this, and then there's this interview with their mom. Yes, the um, mom interview. I'm gonna drop some of that in here hopefully because they put a little like clip of the, like you know preview clip of it up. So I'm gonna assume we can use that. I mean, Matthew tormented Brady forever. And then once Matthew probably hit about 16 or 17, he realized that he couldn't really do that anymore because Brady was getting bigger and stronger and um, a lot more feisty. So uh, it, it, they, still, they still wrestle. I don't know if you guys remember this, but before, like when we heard about the North Division and how the uh, Flames would be playing the Sens like way more, yeah, um, like nine times. Their dad, uh, Keith Kachuk, made them shake hands in like the kitchen and make a and like promise they weren't gonna fight each other. Oh, and they didn't. And they didn't. Good job, and boys. then they didn't make the promise again this season. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing about the uh, interview with Chantal Kachuk, because I'm I'm the oldest of, of three, and my Mood. youngest brother is. Uh, well, let's let's just say that that uh that clip vibes with me. <laughs> I w- I would you know wrestle and fight and do anything you know do all that shit, and then all of a sudden he was six two two forty, and I was like, I'm good, you win. Add that to the image of pub five three can use a sword. That's all you need to know. <laughs> but only a rapier. I'm only trade with a rapier. I mean, I could probably figure out another sword, like, if I really had to, but I'm only trained with a rapier. Also, and if you ever watch a movie or a show with Puff where they have, like, sword fights, it's so good. Like, she will yeah, tell you every single detail it. they're doing wrong. It's Kate, so good. No, Kate, so <sighs> you didn't ask for this, but probably the best movie with a sword fighting scene is, like, the most accurate one is Princess Bride. Huh. Yeah, it's also I'm, just I'm not an amazing movie. So yeah, like like there's definitely dramatic flourishes added, but you kind of have to do that for movies, yeah. and and like the the part with like the vine is weird. I don't know why they did that, but like whatever, <laughs> it's cool. So it's fine. Um, so there are parts where you're like, oh yeah, that's a little flashy, but it's a movie, right? That's supposed to yeah. be flashy, and yeah. like most people who know aren't gonna know sword fighting, they're not gonna see it. Um, and you want them to see certain moves, so you will like make it look more dramatic now i'm wondering do they t- do, do they tell that shit to people fighting in the nhl like add some flourishes <laughs> you the better crowd? fucking believe it you because, better believe it because the fight between uh curtis mcdermott and delorier from the ducks it was a awesome. whole fucking minute 
That was an amazing fight. That's probably the best fight of the season, honestly, was that uh, fight. I don't watch hockey for the fights at all. And I'm like, I'm I'm an Avs fan. And like at the beginning of the season, I was like, why do we even have McDermott? Like, no offense. But seeing like um, just him stepping on the ice and like a scrum happens and he steps into the scrum and everyone just like backs off. Melts away. I was oh like, it's oh. like that scene in a teen movie where the girl walks in in a new dress and the crowd parts to let her through. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Except um, it's like a massive dude who can lay you out with a couple of punches. Yeah. For no, a minute um, and two seconds. That was a great fight. It was so, at center ice. It was awesome. Yeah. So I like, um, I don't like violent hockey. I don't like when they're like dirty checks, dirty hits. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I don't like that shit. But I do like fighting because there's usually an honor system. So it'll be yeah. like you want to go, and then they'll like go, and it's like, yeah, some people it's do consensual get hurt, violence. It's, yeah, it's consensual violence. It's a fight. It's not assault, right? Like that's and it has that really like it's almost like, you know, the dropping the gloves like ceremonial. Yes. Yes. No, I once saw this. Uh, I don't know if it's a play. It was like a. Um, it had only one actor. It was about. Oh, what's his name? That Oh um, shit, I saw an article about that. Yeah, I know what the, you're talking about. Playing with um, fire. Um the It's like a one man show about yeah, a hockey player. Hold and on. I, he I, was on he was on skates for the play yeah, too, it which was. is insane. Yeah, um sorry, his name is just I'm having We can cut this. It's fine. Uh what was his name? I'll I'll do my quick transition to speaking of the honor system and fights yeah. and because... I do. I oh mean, my I god, Chara. Hockey. I don't watch hockey for the fights. I watch Mac, hockey because I love to watch we hockey. We need to talk but about... That's what do you think I'm leading into right now, my yeah. dude? Uh, and so it was a, a fight between Zdeno Chara, 46-year-old legend. Is he 46? Is he 47 now? I don't even know. Um, Massive the dude. Massive. ever-loving shit. The biggest man to ever play professional hockey. I could talk about Chara for the rest of this podcast, so I'm going to try to restrain myself. But uh, he beat the ever-loving shit out of... The Flyers, Zach McEwen, Zach McEwen yeah. like, just rearranged his fucking face. And then at the end, you can see, like, you can read Chara's lips, like, pretty easily. And he's just saying, like, you good, dude? You good, dude? You good, dude? Like, when the refs go in to break him up, like... And just, that's just, just checking if he's, like, actually... That's it! That's yeah. fucking it, man! Mwah. Yeah. Okay, so Mwah. I found it. Um, It was... It's a play called Playing With Fire. It's about Theo Fleury, who... Uh, ah, there we go. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the name. The um, other Fleury, yes. And it was... Yeah, and it was just one actor. He was on skates. It was, like, an ice. Um, when they did, like, a little... They did a tiny baby intermission of, like, five minutes, and they put a mini Zamboni out. It was really funny. <laughs> but anyway, there's this part where he's describing going into this fight, and it was, like... It was, like, a bench brawl. Like, both of the guys from both teams were all on the ice and there's and there's this part that i think about all the time because it was so funny and it sticks with oh, me yeah where they had all these gloves in the rafters of this like of the the stage and then they dropped all the gloves at the same time so this ice there's one actor on the ice and there's just this boom of all these gloves falling on the ice all together and then he describes this story of how they kept fighting and then they uh they tried to get them to stop by turning the lights off and then they just kept beating each other up in the dark it's amazing <laughs> You couldn't see me making like moi yeah. chef's kiss motions, but let's yeah. just say I was friends with a lot of theater majors in college and still have fond memories of the theater. Oh, it's so good. 
that's that is some fucking stage direction right there, my friends. Yeah. That was our fighting segment for. <laughs> there were some great fights this week. Yeah, really. we we got it. We we had to. Yeah. Which which leaves us to our next big segment, which is goalies. Goalies. We all love goalies. How could you not love goalies? But there were just a lot of good. Yeah, goalie love thy goalie moments. is a very important, you know. It's the first hockey commandment. Yeah. We could start with our. I think this is my favorite goalie content yeah. from the week, but the or the last two weeks was the e-bug story from uh from the Devils. Yeah. Um, yes. E-bug. I love Kyle that. Shapiro. Yes. The, yeah. So this is a tweet from Amanda Stein, um, one of the devs beat reporters ebug kyle shapiro traveled with the team yesterday on the team player bus uh, to long island stayed at the team hotel ate meals with the team quote i could see why guys love this league unquote <laughs> yeah that was it that was the one I no was shit from. man there was a so there was a video on the He's devils living it up yeah there was a video on the devil's twitter about it and like he really talked about how the team made him feel welcome and they invited him out and even now that you know he was he signed an amateur tryout for i think a couple days over the weekend and even after that they were like oh no 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 you should come to my party next week and you should like come to dinner and like they really tried to make him feel part of the team uh nico Heischer especially reached out to him who's the captain what a good captain they're such good boys oh that's so sweet speaking of good boys on the devils I'm going to sidestep into a narrative because we weren't doing this podcast yet when it happened, but super buddies, guys. What does it mean for you to be back here and, and producing like you are right now? It means everything. I, uh, I never wanted to leave, so to be back and to be contributing, it's, it's awesome. Super buddies. Super buddies. He never wanted to leave in the he first place. And now they're teammates again. Oh, my God. They were teammates. Oh my god, oh my god they, they were, were teammates. teammates. And like <laughs> if if we can sidestep uh, like really go for the narrative for like these guys have been teammates since the OH since like juniors. juniors. Yeah. I'm not sure quite what uh, league, but I probably probably OHL. I think yeah, OHL. No, it's the Mc- Mississauga and they're Steelheads. from Toronto, so it would be the OHL. Mississauga Steelheads? I'm not sure. Steelheads, I think. That's so That's cute. Right. Yeah. And um they were like they were teammates together there for 3 years. They were nicknamed the Super Buddies because they used the exact same stick with the exact same curve, the exact like exactly the same. So they like so just cute. made a pack of all of these sticks and just labeled them Super Buddies. And then they got drafted to the same team, okay, which is the New that, Jersey Devils. That's even that part gets even better because yeah. McLeod was considered the better player, so he got drafted first, like twelfth overall. The teams were talking to him, um, and he asked the Devils. He like hyped Nate up, and he like convinced them to draft Nate. I mean, they probably they might have anyway, but like, so yeah. I don't think it was like a hard sell. But like, he did say like you should draft Nate. And they did. And they did. And, and, it I took, just, and it took them a while to get to the NHL and all that. And then they were finally playing together. And then Nate got yoinked by the Kraken. And then I the was Kraken literally telling my girlfriend waivers, the story today. And yeah. then they. And then he got traded got back. back. No, he didn't get traded back. So what happened is the Kraken put him on waivers. And then the New Jersey Devils picked him up. I wasn't going to explain waivers to my girlfriend <laughs> at 10 in the morning, dude. No, and it was so cute. There was this tweet where um, they were saying that. Um, like Mike Mike McLeod, he um he was on the plane and they were like, 
they picked up Nate and you could just see this like huge smile on his face. I forget which reporter shared that. It was probably Amanda Stein. Uh, it was probably Amanda. Yeah, but like the, that they turned to him on the plane and they were like, Nate's back. And he was just like beaming. And I'm like, ah. Like, uh. you don't have the video of this right now where we're all like making crying faces right now because we're very emotional about this. It's yeah. just it's so they're good. Ju- they're just so, yeah. Like they're, I've seen clips of them like checking guys together and I'm like, if there are any two people in this world who are actually drift compatible, like Pacific Rim, I would put my money on them. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. those two. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, okay. This that's a good transition to other other people who would be able to drift. That so I I spent the last two weeks watching, like way too many. Uh, not way too many. I watched the just the right amount of Bruins many. games. I just well, a bunch. Paul they Simon were Simon and Allmark. Is that where we're going? Yes. Oh. Yes. Um, eight rip. So okay, that Swayman and Allmark were the goalie tandem for, for the Bruins for a while until Tukaras came back, which we can talk about Tukaras in a minute too, because yeah, oh, I'm a Bud Light girl. Should we talk about his deal with? Yes, him? I think it was Bud yes. Light. Bud Light. Yeah. Yes, we we'll can. Yes, yes, we absolutely can. We're coming back to that. Swayman and Allmark had this. They were so like they were they were great buddies. They would always like do this ritualized hug after every game that was just so cute. And then you know with Tugaras back, Swayman got sent back down to uh, Providence Bruins. Providence, yeah, I think yeah. so. I think Providence. Um, yeah. which a ripped my fantasy team because he was one of my fantasy goalies. And oh shit, I haven't updated my roster yet. Uh, it's too late too because they started playing at one. Fuck. Wah, wah. <laughs> okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting. Uh, and there were two separate videos of each of them af- in the aftermath more, of, of. Go on. Yeah, smart. Um, <laughs> there were two separate videos of, of Swayman and Allmark both at games after Swayman got sent back down, like hugging just themselves. Oh. And it was really sad. I mean, there was yeah. something similar that. Um, so Nick Felino used to catch Elvis Merzlikens. Mer- oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, Elvis from the Blue Jackets. Merlinsky? Merzlikens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Merzlikens, there we go. Merzlikens. Yeah, so he used to catch him. Like, he would he would skate at him and jump, and then Nick Foligno would catch him. And then um, when Nick Foligno, I think, went to the Bruins, I don't know if he was traded or signed with them, but you could see Elvis, like, he, like, Trade did a little hop and thing, hugged I himself. Uh, I hate it. And I, like, and sometimes I think about, I, I know that Matthew Kachuk loves all his goalies, and he does do the goalie hug still, but I feel like the best ones were with David Riddich, and I kind of miss them. I know, those were so good. Uh, but speaking of goalies that were Desperately highly missed, missed yeah, yeah uh, Tuka Rask is back for the Bruins. Um, he signed on Twitter, signed a very official contract with Bud Light. Certifying that Bud Light will provide the signed Tukarask with a, quote, significant amount of beer, unquote, should he sign with the Bruins of Boston. Bonus, significant amounts of beer. Mama Puff explained that to me, that there is a little bit more context that I think way back there was a, I think they asked Tukarask if he would sign in Boston again. And he said something like, yeah, uh, for $5,000 and unlimited Bud Light. So, like, it's, it's a reference. Yeah, so he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did, there was a picture of him standing in his garage, like, with just an absolutely massive amount of Bud Light and yeah Bud Light is my comfort beer that's that's my beer and it just cracked me the fuck up yeah this is why I want the beer cozy because yeah. I collect koozies yeah. um but oh that cracked me the fuck up and there was a great cozy? tweet too about 
It's a koozie, technically. K-O-O-Z-I-E. I've never heard that before. English is weird. English is weird. Um, but there was another uh, quote from Tugarass talking about how hype he was to have a bunch of Finns on the Bruins. Um, they were speaking Finnish in the locker room, him and um, Erikula and Vakainen, um, which is cute. I love it when guys can, you know, speak their native language in the in the locker room, and there's enough like, you know, critical mass. Yeah, like the Finns in Texas and Dallas. No, like, I God. think they have like half the Finns in the league at this point. But yeah. Okay. So like Dallas, fine. all of the guys need to learn Finnish, and in in Washington, all the guys just need to learn Russian. Yeah, that's how that works. Ta-da. Yeah, we're done. It's like how in I mean, if you go to Montreal, and you gotta learn French. And if you go Why to not? Calgary, you gotta learn Swedish. Ah, yes. You have so many Swedes. Um, we're off the ice. We were on the ice for the first half. Now we're okay. kind of off the ice. Um, lots of off ice content today, so and much. I do want to get to my to graphic design as Max Passion at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have all my notes. Yeah. Oh, I see um, this. I saw. The, I see this one on the Three Sharks prospect. Who was the? Was it um Rod De Br- Bryn Armor who like drove some, but one of the prospects? Oh somewhere? yes, no, Brandon it wasn't. Dr- it, was, no, it um, wasn't. It was. Oh, it was. Um, Iserman? no, who was it? Iserman from the Red Wings, and it was Valeno. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, can you imagine that car? Ride? Can you imagine? And it was like four hours. I know, right? Can you imagine like you're just sitting in the car with Steve Iserman and you're like. Can I have the Ms. ox cord? I don't like Mr. Iserman. Can I have <laughs> Mr. Iserman? Can I have the ox cord? Or like, Mr. Uh, Iserman, can we stop at this McDonald's? I gotta pee. Like, yeah. <laughs> can I get no, gummy we're, bears we're... from the convenience store at the gas station? Yeah, Mr. Iserman, I need a snack. Oh yeah, this is the athletic article. Uh, Corey Massasack. This came out on January twentieth. Um, this is a great piece. If if folks haven't read it yet, it's it's a really well done article. So <laughs> the title: What happens when three sharks prospects ride in the same car together for over eighteen hours? Eighteen so hours. Yeah. So basically, the sharks had traveled to Denver to play, um, and three of these guys all tested positive for COVID, and oh. they wanted to get home, um, and they're all like prospects like normally like ahl dudes um <laughs> take note and... of Andrew kane <laughs> okay well hold that put a pin in that we'll get back to that um and so basically the team rented them a car and was like all right here's the deal all three of you guys are going to drive back to san jose over the next 18 hours um which is nuts uh quote from the article honestly before we started driving i was a little nervous because it's a long drive uh csec a defenseman for the barracuda said quote and there's not a lot to do so you have to get some real good conversations good music or podcasts or it can get real boring real quick but honestly i had a lot of fun with it and they just talk about their their whole trip they basically would drive and then like you know order uber eats to their hotel room and then get up and do it all over also, again they and- did take breaks I wasn't yeah, sure they did they take did breaks. They, no, they didn't drive all of the night. They okay. they would each drive for a tank of gas and then stop and like stay at a hotel because you can like isolate fairly well just like at a motel or whatever. Um, but yeah, sticking the pin back out of the Evander Kane piece, <laughs> he was kind of supposed to drive back with these guys, and instead oh. this is when he went went a wall and 
Went uh, to Canada. Flew to Vancouver for a week and didn't show back up on the team's radar for another week. And that's like a side, that's like a side note in this article. And I was just like, record scratch. I was like, I'm sorry, what? I will be very upset if the Oilers sign Evander Kane. Oh, the rumor today was the Caps want to sign Evander Yeah, Kane, I know, but there was, was like, Oilers, there was earlier rumors that it would no. be the Oilers, like to the point where they asked Connor McDavid about it. And then he gave the non-answer. You remember and then that? people oh, and then, and then yeah, people jumped that. on Connor McDavid for giving a non-answer, even though literally every captain in the league would give the same answer because, well, yeah. what are you gonna say? Yeah, it's not his decision. Also, no. like, what do you? It, he, I'm sure they asked his, for his input. Maybe like if he's lucky, but like, um, I think they. I mean, just guessing because Connor McDavid is such like a. I mean, you want to ask your franchise guy? They like, probably yeah. did ask him, but I don't know. So, but he doesn't. The the buck does not stop with him. Let's no, put it that way. no, he doesn't make the final decision or anything. No, no. Um. Anyway, other great athletic articles. Didn't you, Iris? You read the Andrew Shaw legacy article, yeah. didn't you? That was. There were some great stories in there because let's face it, Andrew Shaw while having some moments where we're like, ooh, not great, dude, is also, um, there's so like many... Like the homophobic slur, which we love. Like the homophobic slur, yeah. Um, that we do have to mention. There were some really funny stories about, uh, like, him, you know, trying to pick fights with way bigger guys, and the oh, coach, yeah, like, gave... Oh, Yeah, the coach gave everyone, like, this. I think this was AHL, and, like, the co- or, or juniors, and the coach gave everyone shit, like, don't let him start fights, he's tiny and he's injured, and la la la, and everyone was like, can't you see he's giggling in the corner? Like, he started everything. <laughs> That's Andrew Shaw in a nutshell, basically. <sighs> like, and for the rest of it, just, just check out the article, but it was really fun. It's, oh, I man. love crazy stories about teammates doing dumb, Me too. dumb shit. So, like, a while ago, I read an article about how Jared Kiso from Letterkenny uh, played on the same juniors team as Jeff Carter, from, who's now a That was fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that those was a things, nutty I story. I love narratives, guys. You I just know love Cam narratives. Cam was a goalie. Oh, I know. He's, oh, wow. He has huge goalie energy. It yeah, explains that so much. Explain so much? That You're explains like, of course so he was much. a goalie. Of course yeah. he was a goalie. <laughs> of course he was a goalie. Okay, but when are we getting Ebug Keanu Reeves? Oh my god, I would. I, love I would that. pay money for that. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would. I would definitely pay money to see that. I would that. like to see it. Dot gif. Dot gif. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, this. Oh my god. This cracked me the fuck up. So this old. Old as in like former, I don't think he actually is a beat reporter anymore. Mike DeFabio like has been on Twitter constantly c- campaigning for the Penguins to get a ke- team dog because it seems like everybody else has one. And he literally made a change.org petition where the only text is the Penguins should have a team dog. Other teams have one. Why not us? Oh my god, I love that. It's a very good argument, though. 183 people have signed so far. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do they have a? Do they have like a goal? Uh, it says let's get to 200. Oh my god! No, the goal the goal automatically adjusts in these campaigns. So oh, you have to get okay. to 200, yeah, yeah. it'll I go I like. I wasn't sure if he put down a goal. Yeah. No, no it's so just funny. in the like five days since he posted this, 183 people have signed it. I just the fact that he literally made a change.org petition, like wow. Oh god. 
related to dog content, uh, there was an announcement that the uh, Premier Hockey Federation was excited to announce at 7 a.m. a commitment from the Board of Governors to invest over $25 million in direct payments to its players over the next three years. Get paid. It's better have my money. Get those bags. Um, and then the best response was from the Whitecaps. Hopefully this big news means we all get team dogs. They have their priorities right. Yeah. They really do. They get it. They have their priorities straight. Oh my god. That made me laugh really hard. That was a crazy little, you know, speaking of sports media watching. Yeah. Like, there was all these rumors about, you know, big PHF announcement coming, but like, they had kept it secret from... You know, usually if there's big news like that, they put it under embargo. Yeah. Where like they, you have the journalists have the information, they're just not supposed to talk about it, or the you know it's yeah bad. Um, but there was no information. There was no embargo. There was no information. It was just like we're going to announce some shit at 7 a.m. and everybody was and like, everyone was mostly focusing on the 7 a.m. part of it. So going like, what the fuck? Like why? Like what is this? Like and you know, all people starting to get nervous. And thankfully, it was it was good news. And, yeah. Yeah. Being able to, because keeping a $25 million payday under wraps would be kind of tough. So I can see why they would want to keep that a surprise. <laughs> For sure. <sighs> but I enjoyed that very much. What other enjoyable content we've gotten this week? Oh, Sabres. <laughs> Sabres in the youth hockey yes! sweaters. Oh, that was so cute. What a great tweet. And just all of the, the sweaters were all so cute. I am still permanently scarred from actually watching the Sabres Flyers game. But the pregame youth hockey sweaters was good content. Adorable. And, like, they got pictures of, like, for pretty much everybody. So How many did they players, even get all of these? So many different teams. Like, it's so great. And, like, you know, so many youth hockey players are just going to look at that and just be, feel so yeah. seen. Aw. Gosh, what else has been? This is <laughs> another moment that made me almost spit out my drink while I was watching uh, the Caps post game. I love how yeah. I can um, see you highlight stuff and I know you're going to talk about it. No, I'm like, sorry about not to laugh. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't start laughing already. <laughs> Um, so the Caps are blessed with among one of the best, like, broadcast teams in the league, um, from my wife, Alexa Landestoy, um, rip to her being single. Um, also, why would you change your name from, yeah. Is it like knee or something when they're, when you're talking about their unmarried name? Oh, oh, nay, Shaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it knee or is it nay? I Um, don't know. Why would you change your name? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Alexa Shaw, perfect. You know, bam, bam, two syllables. Alexa Landestoy just does not have the same ring to it. It Um, doesn't, But she still has, it doesn't. But she has the same, she still looks just as hot, and all of her clothes are just as cool. (laughs) Um, But she is opposite Alan May, who was actually the first guy to play in NHL from the ECHL. Um, Fun fun fact. Wow. Is Alexa Shaw, sorry, Landestoy, one of the ones that your girlfriend was like, oh, who's she? Yes, yes. When we went to the Caps game, she was like, I'm going to leave you here and I'm going to go find Alexa Shaw. And I was like, good luck. Um, <laughs> um, but it was, it was so she's across from ex-enforcer Alan May, who's great on the show. I think he's hilarious. Um, and it was his birthday and the producer like brought out a cake that had lit candles on it. And instead of, like, blowing it out or doing anything like a normal fucking human being would do, Alan May just, like, palms the cake. He, like, slaps it. Like, he's trying to, like, put out the the candle with his bare hands. And I'm just like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody act on an intrusive thought. We all have these thoughts. None of us actually... (laughs) 
you could he didn't even think about it like it was so he bad just did it. it's obviously it's just like immediate it's it's immediate like it was like was that his first instinct and he just yes his it was first so like, weird his first intrusive thought his first instinct was to just like smack the cake and it like didn't put out the it didn't do anything handles or anything. they didn't just... do anything but I was watching it live, and I just like could. I was losing my bullshit, and weren't the other like RMB people on the panel with him like up. also losing their minds? They were like, "Why did yeah. you do that?" The gif, Alexis like backing away, like laughing. Everyone is. Joe B is like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" It was. It was really funny. Speaking <sighs> of cap shit God. that made Mac lose her mind. Oh yeah, Connor oh my McMichael. God. Oh, so Connor. Speaking of birthdays and cap shit, maybe lose my yeah. mind. Um, Connor McMichael turned 21. Um, Caps, not so much rookie anymore. He's from Canada, so he could always, already legally drink in Canada, but like being able to actually go out to the bars with your Apparently teammates. his tolerance still needed to work up to Russian levels, I guess. I mean, uh, apparently. Because, so it was, it was Sunday. They had they had a back-to-back, and Connor's birthday, I think, was on Sunday. It was like 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So they they had probably gone out, like, right after the game. Like, or maybe, it was, maybe it was more like 10.30. They had gone out right after the game, and Connor McMichael posted on his Instagram just the most... He looks fucking blitzed. Like, he's, he wasted. looks so drunk. He's, like, White sitting... White wasted. Practically... He's white girl wasted yeah. the, immediately after the game. This was that night, um, the night of his birthday. And not only is he wasted, but he's... He's sitting in Ovi's lap, basically. Yeah. And the, the comment was, or the, the caption was, new best friend. <laughs> and like, uh, I, like, how did he not get murdered by... <laughs> We're beeping all of that. Yeah. Um, so, but the the plot thickens with the Connor McMichael story uh, because there were lots of great uh, comments on the original post. Um, a heart from Tom Wilson, uh, Daniel Sprong commenting and tagging uh, Ovechkin. New superstition. Ooh. Wonder what that means. Um, but then, uh, so the next morning. Um, Connor McMichael woke up, looked at his phone, and went, oh, no, and then deleted the phone. Which just made oh, everyone, no. like... Freak the fuck out even more, yeah. including Russian Machine Never Breaks. My, really, we're truly blessed to have them covering the caps um, because they were following the story like it was the news of the century. And it was... Wasn't it? it was, Wasn't it? I mean, it was. It was the news of the century, but... Uh, this the title of one of these pieces. Connor McMichael republishes deleted cuddling photo with Alex Ovechkin with best friend part two was the caption. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, they both look really trashed, especially Connor McMichael. I re- really hope they didn't try to make him do twenty one shots. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I Obi mean, has great al- alcohol tolerance at this point. Uh, so. Yeah. Though I've yeah. seen the like the footage of him after winning the Stanley Cup in Vegas with Backstrom being, I, they were wasted. Oh, they were, yeah. Yeah, they were blitzed. Yep. You gotta, you gotta learn some Russian curse words and hold your vodka around yeah. these guys. Um, Lesson learned for Conor McMichael. But that was a great saga this week that gave me much life and joy. And we all need a little bit of joy. And you know how Puff gets joy? Oh, yeah. Puff gets her serotonin from one particular player. Yes, Yessi Pulliarvi, which I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I have looked it up. 
but also like apparently there's words in European languages that I not words sounds in like European languages that I just like can't hear because uh, they were sometimes um, Iris tries to tell me how to say dry sidle in the German way and I'm like I cannot hear what you are trying to tell me um, but anyway I love him very much and uh, so at the beginning of the season I believe it was it was either I think it was preseason but not so it was oh, definitely before the season started yeah. but I think it was after preseason had started and he went to Elk Island National Park and he took a picture with his dog where he was like Yaffa found a bison and he was like uncomfortably close to this bison please do not do this this that is a wild so animal so close um, <laughs> really close and he was asked about it in an interview and he was like oh yeah um it, it's nice bison kind bison and uh, he said in Finland they like only have moose and stuff um anyway I I love Yessi a lot. And uh, so he did... So the Oilers do this thing called the 50-50. I believe the Flames do it too. I don't know if... A lot of I think teams, every team teams does it. They all do yeah. it. Okay, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, they all And do so it. then I probably don't have to explain the 50-50. It's a 50-50 raffle. Yeah, okay. Google it. Um, so the 50-50 for... He worked together with Elk Island National Park where they the 50-50 was for Elk Island National Park. And it was like... And he was like, hey, Oilers fans, you're Bison King here. <laughs> and uh, I just, I love him. And he's like really embraced the Bison King thing. So he dressed as so a Bison King for Halloween. And he uh, trademarked the term Bison King. And I'm, I'm just, yeah. They sold shirts with the Bison King on it. I kind of want Those shirts one. were sick. I kind of want one of those too. Oh, man. We can probably we can end on before we talk about games we want we're looking forward to next week. Um, I've accidentally invented a new um, segment. Yes, which is graphic oh. design is my passion. Literally, me Mac, it is my passion. I do basically I do graphic design for work, so I'm I'm a very like graphic design noticer. Like I'm watching. I'm I'm a sports journalist noticer and definitely like a team graphic design noticer. And uh, I was inspired uh, the other week to start looking at them all, like looking at all the teams' uh, graphic designs on their, you know, social media and their, you know, update posts and things like that, um, which quickly got out of hand and has now become me ranking all of the teams by division, of course, depending on how good their graphic design is. Uh, here is entry one. Graphic design is my passion. Ranking the Metropolitan. So coming in at number eight in the Metropolitan, the Islanders. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. I fucking hate their fonts. So they've like picked like two fonts that they're just gonna ride forever. Clearly, and it's good to have a brand. But you think they're like copyrighted like... Prom- prom- fonts? Like you know how sometimes they will like like the athletic like has its oh, own yeah, font. Have their own. Um, that's a good question. I think this one not so much because the thing I hate about the Isles fonts is that it's like clearly the same font but they use a wide and a condensed version together on the same stuff oh. which i fucking hate i hate that shit um and they rely like way too heavily on it to like carry the design and it's just and that's how wah, you wah. end up at the bottom of the division that, that's how you end up at the bottom of the division coming in number seven is the rangers so on my notes for this my first note was what the fuck um <laughs> They just have too much going on. Like, neon, they've got, like, the handwriting circles, shit, like, flying in from everywhere in their gifts. Uh, just no. They, no. No, no identity, no nothing. It was oh, weird. Well. Um, number six is the Blue Jackets. All I had to say was uninspired. 
just boring. And that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> that's it. Um, now we're getting into the like better ones, yeah. finally. Um, the Hurricanes came in at number five for me. Um, strong font choices. Like, I like the fonts they chose, and, you know, they've got good colors, but otherwise sort of unremarkable. Number four is the Devils, which I think is actually, they're pretty cute. You know, very bold, new, you know, but not too wacky. It's, like, very on-brand for them. Is it better than the Jersey Jersey font? I just think, I think that's, like, such a, like capturing of what they're doing like they're trying to like figure out who they are yeah. in their design right now i can kind of see them like playing with different you know variations and things but you've got one of the strongest color combos in the league yeah. and the 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 jersey is inspired in my mind but <laughs> good good shit from the devs i i can't wait to see when they sort of coalesce their design identity but they're they're really working at Speaking of strong identities, though, the Flyers are number three. Because, oh again, my god, like, the Flyers you know, are in the top three of something. When's the last time that happened? The draft lottery, if they keep playing like this. Oh, and moving on. Ouch. Um, so this is not like a logo ranking. That would be a totally different list, yeah. like ranking list. Um, but, you know, the Flyers do have one of the best logos in the league for my money. And, Absolutely. you know, they have a really, they do have a really strong, like, graphic design identity. And, like, it's all their, you know, ball-busting... Broad Street, Wham Bam, Hockey. Yeah. That's, that's, um, there's not always as much brand. variation as I would like. And they ride that brand into the sunset, which I can respect. Yeah, um, Orange, Sunset. Hey-o. Yeah, hey. Um, the Caps have a nice graphic design. I, I put them at number two. Um, it's There's more variety. It's really clean. And, like, you know, they're taking a lot of cues, you know, sort of. Their design's very, like, architectural, which is... Yeah, obviously Washington. what yeah. the caps are all about. Yeah, sort of taking cues from the monuments and things. But it's not, and it's modern, but it's not too try hard. Like, I can tell when I'm looking at a piece and I'm like, man, they like just Googled like 2022 graphic design <laughs> uh, trends for now like, that are trendy. It, when you do the Atlantic, look at the like the the way the sends tweet out the, the liney graphic. It's god awful yeah oh we'll get to that so that's Thank part you. of like what i'm looking at is like the line like when they tweet out lineys or like when they you know all oh, the caps the ones oilers look really good have one like the, the other oilers like there's like uh, oilers reporters who release like the lineups and like yeah. the <laughs> oilers themselves don't do it and i'm like why uh, they need now, to the, hire a graphic designer clearly the flames yeah. also either the flames also don't they just tweet out an article that has like the line combinations and the and then the goalies and then honestly what they're missing out on is an ad revenue source because all of these these graphics are all sponsored yeah yeah which is cool um or interesting i suppose (laughs) and then coming in at number one and this is what inspired me to start doing this the penguins have the most gorgeous graphic design in the metropolitan it's next level and part of it's like it's very my style like i am very horny for like text they don't have horny elements. anymore back they don't have wah, horny wah, anymore. Wah. but i'm i'm very i'm very hot for text as design element which is why it annoys me when people do it badly yeah. but they do it so well like all the like backdrops where it's got like center 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 or like you know first star first star first star like behind them i just like think oh, that yeah. looks so crisp and like there's plenty of variation, but they all, it, it really does stick to, like, the design. Like, uh, some of these are surely templates. Yeah. Um, and the really cool thing about this, and, you know, the thing that got me, you know, wanting to do more research and, and just, you know, look into all of these, is they actually posted the guy's website that does the design for the Penguins. 
Um, you can actually go to his website and see other shit that he's done and other work that he's done. HillDaryl.com. Daryl Hill is the guy's name. And they, they shared, uh, an, I think, I can't remember if it was an article about him, or they just like shared a post from him, you know, talking about his work with the Penguins. But it was really cool. Daryl gets the gold star of the week for being the top graphic designer in the Met. Yeah, absolutely. And, and definitely top, top four in the league for sure. But their, their stuff is always a treat to look at, and it's got a lot of personality. Um, but not, like, it's got the Pens personality, so it's, like, really simple yeah. and clean and, like, straightforward and bold. But it's not, it's not yeah. too modern. <laughs> it's not too flashy. And tune in next time when Mac does another division. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the Atlantic next week. Oh, the Sens are going to get yeah. ripped apart. That should be good. Yeah. Uh, pre- pre- previous for the Atlantic, Sens... Um, uh, down no. Leafs. Uh, what is it with the Canadian teams and just no? The Leafs got you all beat. It's yeah. yeah. The Leafs probably have the best of the Canadian teams that I've seen, but I have not gone and looked through everyone yet. So I'll hold my judgment for later. Yeah. But that's uh part one of four of graphic design is Max Passion. Yeah. Uh, so what's the February first game? Um, the February first. I was looking through games. I might be looking forward to or might be interesting um february 1st is the capitals versus the penguins which is a nice division rivalry game we haven't played them in a minute i mean there are a couple of other like interesting games for me personally i'm looking forward to seeing chicago and colorado face off twice in like the next week or so i don't like i'm not hoping it goes to overtime again but if kill mccarr wants to score another ridiculous goal and break a guy's ankles i am here for it i hope kirby doc is recovered by now I think he has, but like that's the kind of thing I'm personally looking forward to. Um, I'm w- looking forward to seeing what ridiculous win Arizona is going to pull out because you never know with Famelka. Like they were leading the Rangers like three to one at some point last night, and I was like, oh man! And then it was seven three at the end for the Rangers. But like they're that was nutty. There, yeah, there are some games where I was like, ooh. I love the unexpected win. The Devils beat the Hurricanes, and I was just like, yes, on Pride Night. That was a shocker, yeah. On Pride Night. So something I love about hockey is that it's, like, impossible to predict. So yeah. the Panthers lost to the Flames, and then the Oilers lost to the Panthers, and then the Flames lost to the Oilers, and it's yeah. just, like, fucking rock, paper, scissors, and I love that shit. Speaking of weird stuff on the ice, did you guys see in that Coyotes-Devils game where the Coyotes were uh, three goals up on seven shots? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was gnarly. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. That, that, oh, no, shit. But that's... I forgot to join the Craig Webb app. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Oh, well. That is, a, that is like a quintessential Coyotes game at this point. Like, the game they played against the Leafs where the Leafs had, like, 40-something shots. The Coyotes had, like, 16, but they had, like, two goals. Well, I think the Wild do that a lot too, where they have like oh, less was shots, that, uh, but they have more. Carol uh, Vemelka. Carol Vemelka. That was yeah. Carol. He blew up the Caps' spot earlier this season. Holy he blew. Shit, that he blew. Good. He blew up the Jets. He's blown up the Leafs. It's ridiculous. But that dude's been around too. Um, I was looking at his hockey reference. You were talking about the Wild puff and like insert Wild mm-hmm. noise here, but what they also do is running <laughs> goalies and then not getting penalties for them, and I'm still salty about it. Oh yeah, that was ugly. <laughs> that was ugly. That was very ugly. And oh, uh, Darcy mm. Kemper is fine, by the way. He is fine. He is doing well. But like, oh, our yeah. segment of you can't do that is just me being salty. Stop hurting goalies emotionally yeah. and physically. 
Yes. That's our thesis statement for the episode. That's the thesis statement for this episode. Stop hate, stop hurting goalies. Yeah. They deserve hugs and love. Yes. Only because, those things. Because like, um, hurting goalies emotionally it makes me think of Carter Hart. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Shut Just, up. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up. yeah, speaking That's of enough. bad reporters, um, there was a oh, time oh that Sam Cartiti uh, hmm. put out an article where he was like, what, maybe Carter Hart's, oh, is that how you pronounce it? Cartiti, yeah. I think. Um, maybe Carter Hart's bad performance is because he split with his uh, sports psychologist. Sports, yeah, that was last that's season. That's not like completely out of bounds. But like Jake Voracek was still on the team at the time. And I was like, if he calls Sealski a fucking weasel, I don't want to know what he said about Cartiti. And like, oh that God, guy is also... That guy's also just been, like, really negative about um, one of the few bright spots on the team, Claude fucking Giroux. It's just... He's doing so great this season, too. He's so like, good. Mm. And, like, everything... There's some sexy Claude goes the other night. Everything, everything that can go wrong for the Flyers keeps going wrong. Like, they have some really fun prospects, and everyone just gets injured. They Wade got Allison Wade, Wade got Wade Allison what in, the fuck? and he played like eight minutes, and he got a torn or it sprained MCL, and he's going to be out for another. At least it's not torn. That was yeah, the only thing that sprained, I sprained. I think I don't know, and he's going to be out until uh, after the break, which I'm assuming is like for a couple the of break. weeks. What break? What break? <laughs> yeah, so he's going to be like out for a month, and he literally just got back. This would be his third major injury this year, and like Ryan <sighs> Ellis still hasn't played or barely. Uh, Couturier's on long-term injured. <laughs> like they need a curse Kevin breaker Hayes. over there. Some shit. I swear to God. Yeah. Like who did they piss off? Well, which Pens fan? I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> there's some there's some witch in in Pittsburgh that's yeah. got like Cackling her entire right like shit set up and is cat losing her fucking mind. She's yeah. like, it worked. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get Puff massacred by Pens like, fans for this. Fuck? But yeah, hey, I like the Pens too. It's okay. No, do you think that's the but... same person who cursed Samantha Pell? Uh. <laughs> I think hey, maybe hey, not. The no. Caps won in Although, OT. Maybe they actually won. that would make sense. Hey, we've won two games in OT so far this season. I'm just what what what? A but goal. yes, that would make sense if it were if it were a, a vengeful Pens fan. Yeah. Who yeah found two unique curses. So so what Curse. we're saying is the Flyers and the Caps need to band together and defeat the Pens. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> or at least find the witch that's cursed them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the curse is starting to wear off on the Caps because they won on a beautiful Baxter <sighs> overtime uh, goal. That oh. was stunning. I'm, I'm a little sad the, for my sense children. I call it sexy goal here, right here. Yeah, do it. Would you say that was a pretty sick goal to win it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I call it sexy goal. Okay, sexy. We like that one. Yes. Yep. There it is. Anyway, that's probably a good place to stop. Yeah, I call that sexy goal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was, that was, oh my God, they were teammates. Thanks for listening to OMG, they were teammates. Yeah, thank you. See you next week. Bye. We'll be back. Yeah. <sighs>
This is a story about art. It's a story about home. It's a story about betrayal. But most importantly, it's a story about not knowing what the fuck happened to my Condor McDavid poster. Uh, so let's go back a few years around when uh, Connor McDavid is looking for a house. My best friend has just moved out of her house. Um, and they finally sold it. They've had some trouble selling it. And the buyer is Connor McDavid, which you probably guessed by the lead up to this. Um, Who knew? My, yeah, my best friend's at the time stepdad is a builder. So they agree to knock down the house and build him a custom one. Uh, like as part of the, the one you've the seen in deal. all the interviews yes. with the yeah, the fallout shelter. Yeah, no, what's funny exactly. is that when I was looking at the the pictures and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, no, this is exactly what their old house looked like. <laughs> so it's actually a little worse. Um, sorry, Connor. Sorry, Lauren. So they said they're going to build him a custom home on the new lot. Um, so my best friend asked me, do I have anything I want to give to her to try and get Connor to sign? So um. I asked my mom if she has anything she wants to, and my mom has this blank Oilers jersey. Uh, there's no name on the back, so I and she says that, and so I grab that, and the Condor McDavid poster that I got from a con. Um, it's a local admin. It's from a local Edmonton artist. I will link him because he's actually very good. He writes a comic series called Hockey Apocalypse. Um, so I got it from a con, and so it was originally a gift for my mom. So I got that too, and I thought, oh, this would be fun to get it signed. I think he might get a Aww. chuckle out of this, you know, because it's a it depicts what the con- what the poster is is that it depicts Connor McDavid as a condor, um, wearing an Oilers jersey, holding a stick with his condor feet. Um, it's glorious. I will also, link that. Yeah, um, it's a great poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now here's where stuff goes off the rails because. Uh, houses take a while to build, and Connor largely didn't give a fuck about what they were doing. Like, it was mostly Lauren involved. Um, so he doesn't come around that much and check in, so they don't see him that much. They don't get that much opportunity to get him to sign things, and um, also you don't want to bug him too badly. And so then, during this time, my best friend's mom and her stepdad get divorced because he's not a great... Um, so it's been months. My best friend keeps apologizing to me because uh, they're not getting anything signed. But I don't really care that much. I'm not in any rush. I, things go bad between the stepdad and Connor. I just vaguely. The, um, the, the building of the house is not finished to everyone's satisfaction. Yes. Thank you. Um, so I'm decide. I figure Connor is probably not feeling in a very charitable mood. So I just, I just figure I just, and he probably won't sign it. So I ask for my, I ask my best friend if I can just have the habit back. So uh, she does give back the jersey, which is unsigned, and she apologizes because they had it for so long and she never got a signature. But I, she didn't have the poster, and I was like, "Where is the poster? Where is Condor McDavid?" She said, "Oh, stepdad took it to get signed, but he never gave it back." And so she thinks that he kept it, but I like to theorize that Connor McDavid took my poster and it's somewhere in his sad monochromatic house. Personally, I like to imagine that it's in his gym and he puts it in front of like his exercise bike or his stair climber and it like motivates him. And he's just like staring at this Connor McDavid poster and he's like, yes, yes. And I mean, lately he's probably needed it more than ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I joke that Connor McDavid stole my poster. He almost certainly didn't, but I like to make It's that funnier joke. if he did. It's funnier if he did. It's funnier if we pretend he did.
like what is it florida plays like two or three games and then the senators had 10 makeup games in three weeks or something 10 or 15 it was so yeah, ridiculous the, the to the canadian teams, teams look really bad because uh yeah. they were the ones who had most of the games postponed or uh mostly due to attendance too fans. yeah self-imposed yeah yeah, no, that's league. the thing is that it wasn't like it wasn't the same as a lot of as some other teams who just had so no. many players on COVID protocol that they canceled the game. It was it was like, oh, we're not going to make money because there's no fans. I looked at the send schedule and I think there were like three or four back like in two yeah, weeks. Bad. There were like three or four back to backs. It was one of the worst that I saw. Yeah. Because they had one of the yeah, they had they had a couple games canceled, uh, I think, in November, like before the whole outbreak. So it, they I did have so. do have to make up make up like almost a dozen games I think so it's it's Jesus. it's a lot, but yeah it, like the difference in schedule is just ridiculous, but we we can't let's just spend twenty minutes doing that on this podcast sorry. Do you ever get mad? I know we talked about this in the first episode or something, but I still think it's discrimination that sport that uh, the feed sometimes cuts off before you see the goalie hug. How dare they? Yeah. How dare they? It's homophobic. How dare they? Yep. Yeah. It's homophobic. Um, so I can close Craig now, right? Yeah, you can. Bye, Craig.